Time is a flat circle here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast as once again I'm forced to talk about this team's inability to score after a 4-1 loss to the lowly New York Islanders. Is there any hope for this team? Let's get into it here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins. Your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Friday, February 18th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day, the podcast free and available on all platforms, as well as on YouTube. So please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds. And uh, for you YouTube viewers, you can uh, get a look at which Bruins took I'm rocking on any given day. This one purchased... At the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, which is not where I live. I live about an hour west of Toronto. Lifelong Bruins fan. Been covering this team for various outlets for 15 years. 17 years, actually. And uh, we're going to talk about last night's 4-1 disappointing loss to the New York Islanders. Forgiveness up front for any yelling you might hear in the background. It's a snow day up here. And uh, there's quite a bit of Fortnite action going on upstairs. So the other night, the Bruins uh, put up a valiant effort against the New York Rangers, losing in a shootout. Jeremy Swayman going toe-to-toe with Igor Shosturkin. And uh, they had a practice in New York Wednesday. Presumably had some fun around the city. Gathered at UBS Arena to take on the Islanders, who are well out of the playoff picture, and they proceeded to lose by a score of 4-1, to one, surrendering three goals in the third period, including an empty netter. Um, Bruce Cassidy said the Bruins, he thought, were a better team in the first period. Uh, the Islanders, playing at home, have a lot of pride. When you don't have a good first period, usually pushed in the second. Uh, happened in the Rangers game the other night. They've got to be ready for it and execute. Got to be able to execute at a level to stem the pushes that they have. They did not, in the end, do that. Hall, Taylor Hall, that is, gave the Bruins a one nothing lead with about 2.30 to go in the first. Um, kind of squeaking one by Ilya Sorokin and really... Uh, giving credence to the mentality that you just have to shoot, 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 and success will come. But then they allowed a J.G. Pajot power play goal. Um, Matt Barzal obviously had to score against the Bruins. Uh, Brock Nelson with the empty netter. Um, The Bruins did have a couple chances in the power play. They went 0 for 2. Would have been timely to get in on those, but 
again, there were a lot of instances, and I talked about this so much in the first half of the season when they were struggling, seemed to have rectified it in January, but now they're back to these old patterns of making that extra pass, not getting the shot on net. There was a perfect opportunity for David Pasternak on the power play, and, and he didn't shoot it, and it's just incredulous to me as to why that would be the case. Now, the Bruins had a very, very good February. I mean, sorry, January. February, not so much. They, in fact, are dead last in the NHL in goals per game this month, averaging only 1.5 goals per game. That is atrocious. They played six games. They're two, three, and one. Nine goals for 17 goals against for a 1.5 goals per game average. Now, they are only allowing 2.83 goals per game, which is, um, I believe, 13th in the NHL, so kind of middle of the pack, but just not scoring at all. Yes, Patrice Bergeron was out of the lineup for a few games. Yes, Brad Marchand is missing due to that suspension. But at the same time, the issues go deeper than that. And, you know, when you invest your off-season cap space in bottom six forwards, I guess that's going to happen. You know, they wanted to kind of revamp the bottom six. They brought in Eric Halla. They brought in Thomas Nosek. They brought in Nick Foligno. Um, Nosek, Halla have been playing well in their roles. But these guys aren't really infusing the lineup with a ton of offense. Halla has five goals in 45 games. Nosek with three goals in 42 games. Nick Foligno stuck on one goal through 31 games. Uh, Only two Bruins, not named Pasternak, Marsh, and Bergeron, are in double digits when it comes to goals, and that's Taylor Hall, who scored last night, and Charlie Coyle. Uh, Then you have Jake McAvoy, sorry, Charlie McAvoy, Jake DeBrusque, each with seven, Craig Smith, Curtis Lazar with six. Um, As much as we talk about needing... Help on defense. I think this team, again, the secondary scoring issue still persists. And that's something that needs to be addressed uh, prior to the trade deadline. Um, Bunch of names out there on the trade market. Brock Besser popped up yesterday. Phil Kessel can be had for a third round pick with half salary retention. That's very appealing. Marchand, Bergeron, Kessel, how fun would that be? Um, But right now, it's a small sample size, six games in February, but 1.5 goals per game. Again, the Bruins, well entrenched in a wildcard spot. Uh, They're six points up on Detroit, although with three games in hand, even with the loss last night, to the Islanders, they're still 16 points up on them. So, you know, if 
the Bruins don't make good on these games in hand, it could get a bit tight between the Red Wings. Uh, the Bruins, a plus one goal differential, which is lowest among all potential playoff teams right now. Everybody in a playoff position has a positive goal differential. Everybody outside of the playoff race has a negative goal differential. The Bruins are clinging to a plus one at the moment. We'll talk more about last night's game, some positives. Uh, but first, a quick word about Built Bar. Uh, it's the time of year that I usually give up on my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. Sticking to it to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. Honestly, it almost doesn't feel like it's a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them, specifically the puffs. They're the first ever protein, sorry, marshmallow bar that's infused with protein. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, not just a protein bar. They're really a treat covered in 100% chocolate and delicious if you dip them in hot chocolate as a little extra tip. Um Built Bars are low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with them. They're better. Typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Built.com has the macros, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. At Built Bar, they know all about taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Olympic Hockey Daily presented by Locked On NHL. It's a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed, free and available wherever you get podcasts. The Big Bear last night, I'm going to award to the lone goal scorer, and that is uh, Taylor Hall. He entered last night's game with the mentality that he was going to be more of a shooter, more of an attacker. He was rewarded with his 11th goal of the season, sneaking a sharp angle shot by Islanders goalie Ilya Sorokin. He also generated a bunch of other high-danger chances, recording a game-high seven shots on goal. It would have been nice if others had taken his lead. After the game, Hall said, you've got to keep shooting, got to keep attacking, hope the floodgates open for the team. It's been tough sledding for the team scoring. Obviously, that doesn't mean you shoot less. It means you shoot more, try to attack more, create second chances, which at times he thought they did last night. Just at the other end of the rink, they couldn't get out of their zone. The forwards got to do a better job, being better on the wall, getting pucks out, and playing in their end more of the game instead of making it harder on the defense to do uh, to do their job properly. Um, so yeah, Taylor Hall, big bear of the game. The Bruins did generate more scoring chances than the Islanders at 5-on-5, five 23-16. Five, High danger chances were 8-7. Uh, to seven. Uh, But overall, the Islanders had more shots, more shot attempts um, at 5-on-5. Five five, skewed a bit in all situations. But uh, the Islanders had the advantage when it came to expected goals in this one. 
thanks to their shot advantage and um, the high danger chances that they were able to generate. Now, Patrice Bergeron did return after missing three games with a head injury, centering Hall and Pasternak. He had two shots, won a bunch of face-offs. Taylor Hall said, Bergie, he's the best, makes the game so easy. Never seen a player that's in the right spot all the time, offensively too. It's incredible for someone to be that dialed in in his own zone and then skate 150 feet to be in prime scoring areas that he is. So much fun to play with him. Eye-opening whenever he does get to play in a line with him. Um, and that could very well continue on Saturday against the Ottawa Senators if Brad Marchand's um, suspension is not reduced. Yerho Vakaninen was also back in the lineup following a five-game absence. Uh, he played some regular shifts with Charlie McAvoy. And uh, now that everybody's healthy, well, not everybody, Sporo's still out, but it'll be interesting to see if they keep this uh, group of six defensemen in the lineup. Grizzlick, McAvoy, Riley, Carlo, uh, Forbort, Vakaninen. Four left-hand shots, two right-hand shots. Um, I've been saying a lot that, you know, another right-hand shot could be pretty valuable to add here uh, for the Boston Bruins. Now, I talked about the scoring. Another potential point of concern is Linus Allmark's recent play. Uh, he was in net for this loss. And um, while he did hold the Islanders scoreless in the first period, he allowed uh, three goals on 28 shots for an 893 save percentage. This came after... Um, allowing six goals against the Carolina Hurricanes last week. His start before that against Seattle, he was pretty good. Uh, but prior to that, uh, he allowed four goals on 15 shots. So that's three goals or more in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starts, which is not great. And... Does this mean that um, Jeremy Swayman's kind of getting the upper hand in the goalie battle? Perhaps. He's been pretty excellent his last couple games. A shutout over the Senators and then that game against the Rangers. I would expect Swayman will be a net against Ottawa tomorrow, but perhaps they'll throw Allmark in there to try to get his confidence back up for the season. Uh, Swayman's now at a 9.23 save percentage compared to 909 for Linus Allmark. So while the team isn't scoring, it's probably best to get the goalie in there that is playing at the highest level at the moment. And that would certainly be uh certainly be Linus Allmark. But, sorry, Jeremy Swayman. Before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, football is over, but basketball is in full steam with pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where to find the next fire coach, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. That's BetOnline.net. It's not just basketball either. They are your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, Olympic coverage. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device at BetOnline.net to learn more about the trends in action. That's BetOnline, where 
the game starts. Now, Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff updated his trade targets board. This was previously a TSN thing. They still have a trade bait list, but now that he's with Daily Faceoff, he really uh, pumps things there now. Number one on the list is Claude Giroux, followed by defenseman Ben Sherratt. Uh, then you have Thomas Hurdle, Brandon Hagel, and Jacob Chitrin rounding out the top five. Uh, the only Bruin on the list is our boy Jake DeBrusque. He's down at 19. Uh, of DeBrusque, Saravelli wrote his December trade request has been well publicized, grabbing headlines, generating interest. Two months ago, as many as 12 teams were reportedly interested. Though he's been needed in the lineup, Bruins GM Don Sweeney has been active in attempting to facilitate a deal and defuse the situation. He went around team to team, offering DeBrusque for almost for another mostly maligned or imperfect player on that team's roster, but he hasn't found a deal that's worked for the Bruins. Isn't working for DeBrusque either, who has just seven goals in 42 games. Um... So yeah, that really needs to find a resolution, especially with Martian coming back at some point and a fairly healthy lineup at the moment. Do you take Trent Frederick out of the lineup? He's been playing fairly well with Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith. Do you take Anton Bleed out, who's been playing well on a fourth-line checking role with Nosik and Lazar? That could be a possibility. You put Frederick down on the fourth line. Do you take Nick Felino out? That's a possibility. One goal, like I said, in 31 games. Um, And of course, it's all kind of dependent on what they do in the trade market. Do they go after a second line center like Giroux, like Hurdle? Do they go after a winger like Brandon Hagel, Brock Besser? Um, Do they go after a right-handed defenseman like John Klingberg, who's number seven on the list? Uh, I mentioned on Twitter yesterday the possibility of Max Comtois in Anaheim. He, similar situation to Jake DeBrusque, in and out of the lineup, struggling to score, but he's cheaper and under contract for next season. JT Miller, Joe Pavelski, uh, these are other possibilities that the Bruins could look after. Uh, Riley Smith, our old friend, he could be available in Vegas as a result of the cap crunch they're facing. Uh, speaking of Anaheim, Ricardo Raquel on the right wing. Hampus Lindholm is a defenseman I'd like to see them perhaps go after. Uh, so again, we're about a month away from the trade deadline here. Bruins struggling to score. No surprise, perhaps, based on the fact that they didn't really address that in the offseason, apart from re-signing Taylor Hall. Um, I still think that's a bigger issue than uh, defense. When you have the guys that are in there healthy now, sure, you need depth. But I think this top six right now is is capable at least. Um, and, you know, when I talk about their inability to score, you can still look at their shots allowed per game this season, and they rank seventh allowing only 29.3. So 
shot suppression is a strength of this team. And that certainly comes down to uh, team defense in February. Um, they're allowing 31.3 shots per game, which is more middle of the pack. So that needs to be improved for sure. Um, but again, Marshan hasn't been out. Bergeron's not been out. Those forwards typically are very helpful when it comes to team defense. So the Bruins have this game tomorrow against the Ottawa Senators, which um, I'm probably going to be watching with my dad, actually. We weren't able to go to Ottawa over the holidays. We're planning to go to see the Bruins and Senators in Ottawa. Uh, so they're coming here for a late Christmas and it just so happens that the Bruins and Senators are playing, so I'll be watching that tomorrow night for sure. And then we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, it's kind of weird next week because the Bruins play on on Monday afternoon, and it's a holiday, so I might sneak on for a quick bonus podcast on Sunday and then maybe do one Monday evening or Tuesday morning uh, to recap that game. And uh, then they head out west to play Seattle, San Jose, the Kings, Ducks, Golden Knights come back east to play the Blue Jackets before returning home. So some late games coming up here uh, in the next week or so. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast today. Really do appreciate it. We're free and available on all platforms. So please do subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, I hope you all have a great weekend. Like I said, it's going to be some family time, catching up on some shows. Boys have hockey. And, uh, yeah, hoping for a nice, fun, somewhat relaxing weekend as well. Hope you're all taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. I'll be back on Monday with a fresh episode, or maybe Tuesday, maybe Sunday. Who knows? Locked on Boston Bruins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.